What, Nikki uh, Lima Green, what is a non fungible token? Oh, it's like um, it's an art that it's a thing, and it's a you know. Have you oh, ever had so a cute. dream that and you, and then and then but and and then you have and and um, no, I haven't. Okay. Hello, welcome back to Should They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. And what's up, everybody? You're talking to Ace right now. We are in a brand new place. Bear with us. For real, though, because, uh, yeah, also, I go by Crypto King, too, just to lessen also, the confusion. Also, I go by, like, Icebreaker sometimes, just to, like... Yeah, we just want to keep the confusion to, on the low. Yeah. But, yeah, so you're listening to an episode called uh, about NFTs, right? We're talking about non-fungible tokens. And, uh, you know, first of all, I just want to take a little victory lap for myself. This is a particularly beautiful night tonight. A lot of people that I know, a lot of great people, are winning really hard, and it feels real good. That's so sick. Including our uh, perhaps mythical and, and not real sound engineer, Mark. Hell yeah, mythical Mark. Hell yeah, mythical Mark. Let's go. Slap it high. For tax purposes, we don't know if he's lives is if he's real or not. <laughs> I don't know how that relates to taxes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, sure. He begged me to say that for tax purposes. Okay, yeah, for yeah, legal yeah. purposes. Yes. For legal and we tax purposes. We don't know purposes, if he's real. Is all. We just don't want him to be. Um, his image to be destroyed, his That's character correct. to be That's assassinated correct. based yeah. on the his um, for being associated, associated with known scammers with us. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Uh, so, Nikki uh, Lima Green, what is a non fungible token? Oh, it's like um, it's an art that it's a thing, and it's a you know. Have you oh, ever had so a cute. dream that and you, and then and then but and and then you have and and um, no. I haven't. Okay. So yeah, a non-fungible. Thank you, Nikki, for that. Wow, that was really helpful. Uh, so a non-fungible token is something that you cannot exchange for another unit of value at an exact measure, right? So like, mm -hmm. if I exchange a Bitcoin right now for like U.S. dollars, like everyone knows what that's worth. Yes. But like a non-fungible token is like something that you're exchanging for something that that the buyer is aware of the value, but you're not that like there's no like agreed to value of it right mm -hmm. it's a different thing so let's say non-fungible token wait what what do you mean there's no agreed on value of it well no so like like it's not it's not a static or, or it's not a set uh value okay so like like if i wanted to exchange a uh, a piece of one u.s dollars mm -hmm. for like gbp which is the the pound uh -huh. in great britain right there's a set value for that but if I wanted to send you an, an NFT mm -hmm. for a particular amount of, of, of crypto, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean the next person who buys it from you mm -hmm. as the buyer and me, the seller, is going to purchase it for the same amount. It could be much different. Right. So, okay, so that's, that's like all collectibles. Exactly. So that's the best analogy that I've been able to understand it is that it's similar to collectibles. It is. It, it, it is. Okay. It's exactly it. Okay. Yeah. So it it doesn't have to be art. A lot of NFTs that I've seen are, are art. Yeah. So I think a lot of people think it's just art, but there's all kinds of different things. And they're basically, they're Beanie Babies. They're modern day Beanie well, Babies. The, well, the popularity of it. They are Beanie Babies. The popularity yeah. of it is mostly art, right? Like yeah. the use case of it popularity wise is art. Absolutely. No question. But the actual utility of it is a much different scenario, right? Mm -hmm. So you're talking about something that has, <coughs> like, with most blockchain stuff, it has a unique address to it that is, 
like cryptographically secured and you can see it on the blockchain, you can actually identify it and say like, that is exactly what this NFT is, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that has its own use case because if I wanted to do like say, you know, a medical database on the blockchain, I could have medical data as NFTs and like the people who own uh, those NFTs would be the, the the patient, right? And then the doctors who interact with it would be would be people who are, you know, viewing the NFTs or like even updating the NFTs, but but the NFT itself is unique and on the blockchain encoded hmm. cryptographically, which makes it, I mean, more secure, frankly, than medical records are right now. Where like there's a certain amount of unfortunate incidents every year because of human error mm-hmm. or because of doctor's notes, yeah. like where they're writing, yeah, or like just them getting records mixed up. Mm-hmm. People actually die. Like tens of thousands of people die every year because of like simple mishaps. So like if they were instead not just looking at things like you know, in a folder, like something something sloppy, like with a ballpoint pen, but they were looking at things cryptographically, it would be more secure in a lot of cases than it is right now. And that's the argument for NFTs and like the medical field. That's yeah. really cool. I never thought of that application of it. Yes. Um. I, yeah, I thought of it more as the like collectibles. And then I had a bunch of questions about that. Please. Well, like one, um, how, what is copyright law like with this? Because you know, if if you sell an NFT for a hundred thousand dollars, and then I take a screenshot of your NFT and make that into an NFT, please don't do that. Thank you. Is it, what's the copyright like on that? Like, how do they? It's a great question. It's 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 one of the most common questions. So here's the thing, right? Uh huh. If I took a picture, let's say I took a picture of your left hand. Uh huh. Okay, and I said this is Nikki Lima's left hand on the blockchain. Okay, <coughs> that means that like. Like, in a sense, because I'm the first person to upload this on the blockchain and I'm the person who secures the rights for it. Yeah. Say I use Mintable or OpenSea or any of those places, but I'm like, hey, this picture is mine uniquely on the blockchain. Does that mean I own your left hand on the blockchain? No. Or does that mean I own your left hand? No, that's no. different. In this instance, in, with this picture, and something that I assume that you agreed, agreed upon or whatever. Yeah. This picture of this of your left hand, like say it's like flipping off sure. whatever it's doing, a gesture. I own that instance of it, but I don't own it in real life. I own no, it I on know, the blockchain. But that's not really the question I was asking. Oh, I'm sorry. Because so let's like, okay, so let's say the Mona Lisa, for example, yes. is a portrait yes. of the Mona Lisa. Obviously, the painter doesn't own Mona Lisa herself, yes. but he painted that picture and that picture is that painting is now worth a lot of money. Yes. Okay, it's but priceless. but I'm saying on because it's digital an NFT, like obviously I can't replicate the Mona Lisa because you can see the paint strokes like you, every little detail of it it's physical. It can't like if I took a picture of the Mona Lisa and tried to sell it, it wouldn't be the same thing as a painting. Correct. stroke there, but um and then there's a copyright around that like if I don't even know if you can put the Mona Lisa's picture on like that painting of it on different things without getting some sort of licensing or something so Mm -hmm. there's licensing but i'm saying what if you have like a monkey drawing nft and then i take a screenshot of it and then i sell that as an nft please don't do that no i won't but i'm I'm asking asking. (laughs) okay so no no here's the point right like the idea of the vulnerability of nfts is like i can just control save as or whatever yeah but but not really because like 
you know, and this is the most common used nomenclature for this, but I'll use it again because it is really notifiable or like or beneficial to people who, who yeah. know. Everyone knows the Mona Lisa is in the Louvre in Paris, yes. France, right? Nobody questions that. Everyone knows where it is. So because we know where it is, we know why that one is the original one. Right. Everyone knows that. So with an NFT, you have a unique blockchain signature attached to everything that you meant. So let's say that the Louvre of Paris decides to, to say, hey, look, we have the OG uh, uh, Mona Lisa. We're also going to uh, issue the first ever Mona Lisa NFT, and we're going to do a one of one. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you it would go for millions and millions and millions of dollars because it is the first one issued by the quote unquote artist, although it's not the artist, but it's the holder. It's the, the originator or the person who was holding the original artworks, right? Mm-hmm. And because they're saying, hey, we're make, we're broadcasting that this is the legitimate one, that one would have a unique amount of value compared to like anything else that you could ever name. Mm-hmm. So it's because the artist can come out and say, this is my original works, and this is my original works on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. That's what gives it the unique value that I think a lot of people miss with NFTs where they think, I can just control save this. Or I can just say this is a JPEG and like now I own the NFT. No, I don't think that you own it. I, my well, question do. was about copyright. Yeah. My question was what's stopping someone from taking your original NFT and creating a bunch of them and, and they each have the individual addresses. So yeah, even if you say it's not the original, right? But it, it looks the same and it has its own unique address. Whereas like copies of the Mona Lisa don't look the same because they're, you know, it's a print, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't have the exact Mona Lisa. It's a great question. So, so nowadays, right. Artists have Twitter. Mm-hmm. They have various social media, you know, outlets. Yeah. And they can say like where their works are. Okay. But I, okay. Yeah. I, I understand. I understand the value yeah. part. No, no, no. But- it's not really about the value. It's, it's also about what you're saying. Like the, the fact that the community thinks something. No, but the can they sue? I'm asking about yes. copyright. Yes. Because that would it's, drive it, me nuts. It's still early, right? It's yeah. very early. This is like the Wild West in a lot of ways. But you don't own the works like in real life in perpetuity. You own it on the blockchain. That's the unique use case yeah. of it, right? So like if I take a picture of something and I have that on my phone, and then somebody puts that on the blockchain then and, and they own the copyright of it because I didn't put that on the blockchain. It's a different thing because they are the ones who own it on the blockchain. I own it in real life. Mm. So it's a weird thing that's going on right now. I it see. still has to be sussed out. But yeah. the idea of it is super unique and cool in, insofar as, and I know it sounds like mired in like a lot of uh, technicality stuff, but the coolest thing about it is that the original artist not only can issue the work, Mm-hmm. Right, but they can actually get paid in perpetuity for it because smart contracts are so unique. Yeah, you can just say like in this smart contract when you're generating the works, right? Mm-hmm. Every time it gets sold to another, you know, client or whatever the fuck, twenty percent of it goes to the artist. Wow, and that happens every time that you sell it. So like, what could be more advantageous to an artist than this? Yeah, what could be more advantageous to a charity than this? Like all the things. Think about what we do every year. We go to the kitten ball. Yeah. Kitten rescue ball. We love the kitten rescue ball. The fur ball. We love it. We love to help the kitties out. Mm -hmm. But what if every time, because we bought a lot of art from them. What if every time we bought or we bought the art and then somebody buys it from us, the original artist got paid for it. I mean, you're talking about 
artists being able to live off of their works at a level that didn't exist. Yeah, getting residuals. Exactly. Yeah. And they're baked into the smart contract. So it's 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 decentralized. Cuz that's how that's how acting like that's how the entertainment industry works like where yep. you know, I was on I did one line on how I met your mother back in 2011 and I still get paid for it because every time they sell that show and like all the episodes in that show I get a cut of what I made originally on that show. Which is beautiful. Yeah, it's awesome. But that's because they spent years arguing, like unions mostly, yeah, for why they deserve that. And then they had to beat the big players in town. Blockchain cuts through all that. <laughs> hey, I'm the original artist. Hey, I decided that this works is going to give me 5% in perpetuity forever. And if, if it's a, a loser, if nobody's going to buy it, yeah. then who cares? I'll never get the money. Exactly. But if it's a winner yeah. and I'm right and my work rocks, yeah. why wouldn't I get paid in per- perpetuity forever? Because other people are getting paid every time it gets sold. Yeah. That's the beauty of this shit. I wish a lot of people knew that because uh, it really is changing the game as far as like the distribution of art throughout the world. And yeah, the, the same problems exist, right? So like whenever you mention art, something should be mentioned, right? Where it, it is a tax shelter for a lot of people. Um the art world that we all are aware of, it really is mired in a lot of people who uh, they say that you spend like $8 million on a painting. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You know, you, you just put that into an asset. You don't have to pay taxes on it. Mm-hmm. It's a different thing. I see. So a lot of things go on in, in behind the scenes of this stuff because you just purchase something and it's like considered an asset and all shit. But um, so that's applicable, in my opinion, to the blockchain. That's why I think NFTs took off the way that they did. But I also think that what's unique about NFTs is the way that it empowers artists to create. We in Crypto Corner, which is my um, my little place for my your, people, your live stream on Patreon, yes. Patreon.com/sticky. Yes, S T I K K I. By the way, not to tap myself, uh, pat myself on the back. Crypto Corner just had its first millionaire tonight. That's awesome. Very awesome. How very, much very did awesome. she start with? Uh, I didn't say if it was he or she. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> I so just picked the pronoun. Could, could be anybody. But no, um, you know, I, I, uh, it was it was a nominal amount. It was it was a lot more than I think a lot of people would normally just go in and buy. Mm-hmm. But they did so well. Yeah. Buying Terra fucking Luna. Yeah. Which just hit seventy eight dollars tonight. Um. That yeah. I mean, you know, they, it was just a wild. Little run there. That's awesome. Yeah, amazing. But congrats, congrats to you. Seriously, you you know who you are. Um, and yeah, seriously, congrats. So proud of you. Um, and thank you for sharing that with me, by the way. But um, yeah. So when you're when you're um in this space and you look at crypto and you think about you know the way that people like if I buy a piece of art right now Mm -hmm. in the real world, the artist usually just gets paid. Like when I buy that piece of art. Yeah. But if I resell it, that doesn't exist. Right. Like they don't get a piece of that. Like in fact, eBay is notorious for like fucking over like even game developers, right? Because like there's a lot of game developers who get paid the one time that you buy the game. Yeah. But then like when GameStop came out and like um, all these uh, places came out where you could buy used games, all the developers were getting wrecked on that stuff because um, you're you're paying – just the the retailer mm-hmm. and you buy the work so like the original artists are not making money off of that even though it has like a huge 
life cycle beyond the first sale. Right. Which a lot of people aren't aware of. Yeah, I guess uh, I'm torn with it because on the one hand, like as an actor, I get residuals. So that makes sense. But then on the other hand, like when I'm trying to compare it to Beanie Babies or Pokemon cards or um, Air Jordans, you know, it's not like Nike gets paid every time someone resells it. I mean, that's kind of like the investment that you're making. You're taking a risk that, you know, this thing could never be worth anything ever again. Yes. And so you're you're the one taking the risk by buying a collectible item that may just be a fad, that may just be a trend. Um, so here's the beauty yeah, I don't of it. know. Here's the beauty of it. Sometimes, like, you know, in Nike's case, mm-hmm. you sell a shoe design to Nike and then you write it off and then Nike owns the rights to it and all that kind of shit yeah. because you're the designer and that's like the work, right? That's like what, it, what you're paid for. But what's unique in this situation is that you are the artist, you're issuing it. And you get paid in perpetuity for it because you designed that into the smart contract when you issued it. And it makes, it gives you more power mm. in the long run. It gives you more uh, leeway to chill be- based on your work. So if you did a good job and everyone wants to buy your shit, mm-hmm. it gives you more leeway. There's also a lot more to this too. I'm really kind of uh, zoomed in on one thing right now. Yeah. But let's talk uh, really quickly too about the metaverse. Okay. So, like, the metaverse is, like, think about Ready Player One, which you might not know about. I don't think you do. But it's a there's a book slash movie that was directed by Steven Spielberg, which is about, like, you know, sitting on, a, like, sitting in a mundane space mm-hmm. with a VR helmet on. And you're able to interact with a digital environment that is not part of, like, the world that you're actually in. You're actually, like, jacking into this other world. So, you're talking about this Facebook thing. Yeah, it's metaverse. Okay. Yes, exactly. Because they well, they just rebranded to Meta, right? Uh huh. And so Facebook is trying to say like, hey, like we're trying to do this metaverse thing where you can sit there with your like Oculus helmet on or, or like yeah, Oculus device on, and you can interact with family members like like through the internet, mm-hmm. and it's like you're there in the room. It's like it's Christmas Day, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's in the same room, but everyone's wearing different devices. They're all and all you over could look world. however you want to look, wearing whatever you want. I could be Eminem. You could wear whatever merch you want. You could wear Eminem, Slim Shady, oh, LP2 oh, why merch. Why would I just wear his merch if I could just be him? You you shouldn't. Well, I you'd have to own the unique NFT that lets you be him uniquely uh, on the blockchain. Instead. You have to buy skins. Oh, my God. You could exactly. buy skins of other people. You can. Oh, my God. This is how deep fake evolves. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's so scary. Get ready, though. That's so scary. Get ready. Ready player one. I don't know what that means. But, oh. but I can tell you about NFTs. <laughs> So, yeah, what's unique about this situation, right, is like, uh, okay, there's a, there's a great example, and, the, and it's called Terra Whales, which I bought into. Mm-hmm. Me and my crypto corner community, I got to say a little pal in the back, we were buying this thing for three Luna each. It's now worth, at a minimum, you could sell them for 20 Luna. Wow. No question, right? So, that's a beautiful, like, like, yeah. like little, little uh, multiplier. Yeah. Uh, but what's really cool about it is the guy behind it, his name is Bobby. He goes by Bobby Carrots. I don't know if that's his real name or, or not. I've interacted with him a couple of times. But he was using a private wallet to accept our Luna for the sale. And then he promised to send us a whale later. We didn't even know if it was going to be real. So that's the beauty of Crypto Corner is <laughs> like everyone's done well enough. Uh, especially like by that point, this is like, I mean, like fucking August, September, where everyone's like, all right. 
I don't know. I've done well enough. Fuck yeah. It. Fuck it. We'll see what happens. This is like um, if you were making a portfolio, this would be like your high risk Damn right. category. And it's just a play small money. percentage play of money your. Move. Yeah. If it's 5% or under, for me, that's a play money move. And yeah, it was a play money move using staking awards. So like, yeah, we'll see what happens. But it ended up working great. It ended up being a 1,000 supply issued NFT, which is unique on the Terra Luna blockchain which is 3D whales, which you can actually interact with in an AR environment. Yeah, it's really cool. It's super cool. Nikki's seen it. I get to put it in our new house. She does. She gets to put it wherever she wants. We're AR, in our new house. AR, AR wise. Uh, so yeah. So, but what's uniquely cool about that, right? So other than what I talked about, like where you can use, like say the AR feature on your phone and you can actually like project this whale and you can actually make it as big as you want or small as you want. I can put it on this desk. Or I could make it bigger than this whole desk. Mm-hmm. But if I use my phone, I could see where it is uniquely in the room, which is super interesting. But also, um, for every person who who holds one of these whales, they also get a unique uh, NFT in like these boots that are coming out for the metaverse. So like you get, um, say there's another <coughs> a thousand NFTs coming out. But for every person who holds a whale, they mm-hmm. get an, what's called an airdrop of a nft boot which you can also use in the metaverse and so like using the ar feature on your phone you can actually see the the boots on your feet that's crazy so now we've moved into this is like so when you're playing let's say Fortnite or like some yes, game where exactly. you can buy skins yes and, and like your avatar gets it but now you actually get to be wearing it in Metaverse in the metaverse on the blockchain using yeah. the blockchain, but but here's what's different, right? So what Fortnite and all these guys are doing, which is great for everybody, by the way, they made it very popular to own unique items in a game. Yeah, but what they're not doing, which is going to be opened up by the metaverse, and when I say the metaverse, I'm talking about like, you know, using the blockchain, you could potentially transmit items across like chains. So like. And then all my corners know what I'm talking about right now. So, like, you take Terra and you can actually go cross-chain with Solana, which is a very popular blockchain as well. Terra should be more popular than Solana. It's actually about to happen. You'll see. But um, so, like, it's called cross-chain swaps, Mm -hmm. right? So then you also have, like, Ethereum, right? So you can actually bridge between Solana, Terra, Ethereum, Harmony One, like, a bunch of different blockchains. Seamlessly Cosmos without like a lot of friction. So there's not a lot of uh, barricades between you and doing those swaps. So now imagine that you're playing Mario or you're playing Sonic or Mm -hmm. you're playing like a PlayStation game. And there's a feature that allows you to cross pollinate between blockchains the items that you own uniquely on these games. Hmm. So, like, let's say I'm playing a, a crypto game. Yeah. And in that game, I uniquely get, you know, th- they use these different kinds of transactions, but it's it's more commonly a, what's called a UTXO, right? So, like, I get this in the game. I earned this item. Mm-hmm. And it's now going uniquely to my Ethereum wallet, say. Well, now I can take it from the game. Say I'm in a game with you and we call it cats versus dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cats. Um, well, now, thank you, Sam. Now I can take it from cats versus dogs to plants versus humans or whatever. 
Oh. Because I uniquely own that item. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's it's not that the game owns the item anymore. Yeah. When I got the item in the game, it goes to me. It's almost like when you're playing Mario and you get a fucking magic mushroom. And remember in Mario 3 where you can keep the magic mushroom and you can decide to use it before the level or not? Yeah. What if you could transmit that to another blockchain and use it in a different game? That's so weird. It's unique ownership of items that hasn't existed in any plane that has ever um Will the game even game. recognize the item? Like, will it be like... Well, that's the idea is that they're all yeah. developing... Um, Some cross... Well, they no, all have to work together. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're all developing like using the same tools, which isn't that crazy because if you think about developing on Ethereum, say, like you're using this tool called Solidity, which is like their... You know, if you if you build a game, like you use Unreal Engine, say. Mm. Well, there's nothing keeping like somebody who is building Elder Scrolls on Unreal Engine from like somebody who's building... Grand Theft Auto on Unreal Engine from allowing those two items to cross pollinate. Reminds me of Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, she takes like a coin from a different game and she tries to she uses it for her game. That's a better analogy than I can come up with. So yeah, yeah, that's perfect. So so but that's the idea behind it, right? Is that your wallet uniquely owns the item and the game itself is just there to support that you own the item and it's yours. Mm. And it's yours to sell to or whatever you want to do. Um, so it's pretty interesting how a lot of this stuff works. And also, uh, in my opinion, <coughs> one of the coolest things about NFTs um, is the fact that they can come in stages. So, like, you you don't just have to have an NFT that's, like, the first issued NFT, right? You could have an, an NFT that you actually evolve, which we will get to when we come back from the break. Buy whatever you're telling you to buy. And sell whatever we tell you to sell, but don't sell crypto, baby. It's time to hold. (laughs) You can sell the scam coins. Yeah, please. Please do. Okay, bye. Calling all drivers. Here's why Polestar 2 is called the driver's EV. With all-electric performance and a range of up to 320 miles per charge, Polestar 2 has the power and handling to change your perceptions of EV driving. But the best way to find out for yourself is a test drive. Visit Polestar Columbus to test drive Polestar 2 today. 320 MPG range based on model year 24 Polestar 2 long range single motor variant and EPA standard. Visit polestar.com for full details. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blight. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the shit they do not tell you about podcast. And my name is Steve Green. And my name is Breaker Breaker One Two Three Icebreaker. Cool. And they call me the Crypto King. And one reason why they call me the Crypto King is because I'm pretty aware of what's going on in the crypto space. So, what's going on with multi-stage NFTs? Right. Like one of the coolest things, in my opinion, about NFTs. Is think about like being uh, a kid again, right? Okay. Because around our age range, I would say I was probably a little old for it, but you know, I had younger brothers. But uh, Pokemon cards got big. So, yeah, I 
didn't get into Pokemon cards, but I liked the N64 Pokemon Snap game, and that's how I learned all the Pokemons. That's beautiful. Yeah. Same with Pokemon Go. What was the number on 150 Pokemon? I don't didn't memorize well, then you're those. Then you're actually an idiot. I just like to play the game. I like to take pictures of the Pokemon. <laughs> and they get, get, get rewarded and based off of how good a picture I took. Nobody can relate to you. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> I think they can more than what I'm saying. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. Uh, but yeah, well, think about it now. I take pictures of Pokemons and I put make them NFTs. See? Hey, suck a sick, dick. Sick. Nice. Suck Thanks. A you can't actually. Freaking dick. No, you can't do that because. Why? Well, because. Because of copyright? You could say that you're doing that, but everyone knows that Nantic owns Pokemon and that the Pokemon company owns Pokemon and that Nintendo owns Pokemon. But they Pokemon. make me feel like a real photographer in that game. I know, but you guess what? Do you own those pictures? Exactly. Welcome to NFT land. Mm. Welcome to actual NFT land. You don't own those pictures, you fuck. I could if I made them into NFTs. No, because everyone knows you don't own the NFT. I don't get it. Fucking rando. <laughs> you're just a rando asshole. What do you mean? Saying, if I make the NFT bro, of my Pokemon Snap no, picture. You're, it's not yours. You're using somebody else's work. That's what I'm saying. I was asking in the very beginning. I know. If you're using someone else's work as a copyright as a yes, infringement. Yes, that's what I'm saying. How do they control that? They control by issuing it on the blockchain themselves. They're saying, we give you permission to use this on the blockchain. You own this on the blockchain. And if you purchase this from us, that's the game. Like, are they, am I really going to get in trouble if I do it? What are you talking about? Because it's like, do, is there a, yes, a law? Yes, get sued. What are you talking is there about? A law? That's what I was asking in the beginning. You screwed yeah. all around it. Absolutely. Get, all right, that's all. That could have been a really Listen, simple a lot answer of NFT in the beginning. Issuance marketplaces have algorithms that try to suss out, like when somebody's just uploading something that somebody else owns. Okay, good. That's that's all I wanted to know before. So the artist didn't get ripped off. Like, what if I Andy Warhol something together? Like Andy Warhol doesn't own Campbell's Soup, but he made lots of money off that yeah, one. Yeah, but Andy Warhol owned the application of the idea, right? So uh -huh. Andy Warhol took that idea and diff. Did something different. So I take four of my Pokemon Snap pictures. See, that's really unique and different. Thank nice. you. Nice. Thank you. I don't fucking know. I'm not a lawyer. Anyway, point being, so like everyone loves <coughs> Pokemans. Everyone. Yes. You can own like the first stage of a of a of a Pokemans. But when you do that, right, you own it like in a terrestrial sense, like you own the the card. Mm-hmm. But you don't own it insofar as like say like, you know, you do it in the game. Yeah, yeah. You don't own a, a Pikachu. You don't own a Bulbasaur. Exactly right. You don't like if, because you could have a Bulbasaur too. Yeah, but. But I can own the card that has Bulbasaur on it. Exactly and there's only right. a, a certain amount that were printed. Yeah, and that's set. It's like a set yeah. amount, right? It's like any collectible. Exactly. But, but one of the coolest things about NFTs is like, so for example, there's one, I mean, there's a bunch, right? So there's like these board ape yacht clubs, <laughs> which is one of the most, uh, the biggest movers as far as like crypto NFTs go. So it's like pictures of like these apes who like wear like, I don't know, like fucking yacht gear. Mm -hmm. But I remember me and Kenny, my little brother, um, we, we he's a big crypto head too. I got him into crypto. We were looking at these things like when they were worth like three grand over the summer. They're now worth like a hundred fucking $75,000 to $250,000 as a floor. Wow. Like all of them. Why? Because, well, there's a lot of use cases, right? So, so like even today, um, a major company announced that they're using 
Board Ape Yacht Club. It was like Adidas. Mm. So they're going to um, issue unique NFTs to the Board Ape holders. And it's really just about getting their name out there more in the crypto sphere. So, like, I understand the marketing, but, like, you know, it just makes it more profitable for you to have hold, held this the whole time. I see. So, yeah, one of – so, like, with the apes, they also have this thing called a serum where you could, like, mutate your ape. So, like, you don't just have your original NFT, but you could actually mutate your NFT into a different NFT. And if you do that, guess what? The original NFT gets burned. Oh. It's no longer – there you killed your original you killed your original nft to create your new nft which is like your unique mutated board api club mm. nft okay so nfts exist in stages now you 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 can actually choose to send your nft to a burn address and then you convert it into this other nft and it becomes even more rare potentially because not, maybe not a lot of people have the stones to do that mm. or like, you know, me and Kenny, we got into this one called Lavana Dragons, which is a Terra-based NFT. And, you know, if you're, you know, you might be watching this uh, much later right now than 2021. But I was buying these in 2021 because I have a strategy that, that I want to uh, deploy on this market, which is basically this. <gasps> I I know that um, that Ethereum NFTs like went absolutely ape shit you know <laughs> but they did like like within the past like half year especially like eight months they went nuts right eight months nice i like that even better um but i think that the more popular other blockchains become the nfts that are issued on those blockchains will become more popular later on i see especially the first issued uh, yeah. nfts and so i've been scooping those mm-hmm the, the first NFT that existed on Terra Luna is called Space Loot. Mm-hmm. I own one of the top 500 most rare ones of those out of 8,000 something. Okay. Strategically. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, okay, it's cheap now. I'm going to scoop now. I own like one of almost every single one that's on there. There's one called Galactic Punks. Yeah. I've that heard is, of that. Yeah. So like if on Ethereum, they had uh, punks, mm-hmm. like digital punks, right? And those were like the most, th- those were the first issued uh, uh, NFT on Ethereum, on the Ethereum blockchain. Okay. And so those have a lot of value right now because, you know, and, and I know that it looks like low effort and everyone's like, it's just pixelated shit, but it's really just about, it was the first mover in the space. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter that like, you know, it, it looks like shit to you or whatever. It's just about how it was there first. And so, you know, Galactic Punks is the is one of the first um, on the Terra Luna blockchain, but the first was Space Loot. So I bought Space Loot and I made sure to buy like an an extra rare one mm-hmm. because I knew that that was the first on on Luna. And even most lunatics, which is like the moniker for yeah. the Luna holders, they have like fan names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even the mon- even those guys don't even know that Space Loot was the first. Everyone thinks it was Galactic Punks because it's more popular because of the Ethereum name and because mm-hmm. visa recently came out and bought a punk and so everyone and they bought it for like millions of dollars yeah and so everyone hears that and they know punks is big and so they go oh shit i can buy punks on the terra blockchain for cheaper and that's the whole game right mm-hmm. so for me it's less unique because you're literally just copying somebody else's work and then you're also changing the variables so like you could so like one of the biggest things about nfts right is the rare tables mm-hmm. so like if I buy a Nikki Lima NFT and she's fucking beautiful, but it's fucking beautiful. I want one. But if my Nikki Lima NFT came with blonde hair, 
Not right? as beautiful then. Not as beautiful, but more rare. Because the naked limo NFT that everyone's used to. I don't has, like this analogy anymore. You're right. Like it. Is like brunette, but kind of black hair, but like she thinks it's brunette. So it's brown cool. in the sun. So there you go. Uh, but but my blonde one is the rare one because there's no other blonde ones that exist in this okay, blockchain. I'll go blonde. I'll go. I, I get it. So please go blonde. Go blonde. <laughs> I actually wa- would love to go platinum blonde, <laughs> would but you? it would be so much maintenance. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. Be a pain but I think that'd be so sick. It would be sick, especially for broker playing, frankly. Yeah. Uh, but point being is that it's unique to uh, this NFT that a variance exists. And that's the thing, right? So, like, say you had green eyes and blonde hair. Say you're the perfect woman, oh not just a trash piece of shit woman. Jeez. Say you looked attractive and not like wow. garbage. So I'm single now. If anyone <laughs> is looking, she's not uh, um, single. She's like single very on the, blockchain. On the market. She's single on the blockchain. <laughs> that's a, there's a difference. Uh huh. Yeah, you can get the single Nikki NFT. Very rare. Very cool. <laughs> she's nice. living a great life. I like that. She's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. But yeah, no. So so like that's the difference, right? It's like you issued something that's that's unique to this works mm-hmm. and it's rare. And so rare tables are, rare, rare tables are big, right? So like even if something has a different background, if like the character is like holding a fucking leaf and like in every other one they're not it really does affect the price in a weird way. I get that. Where investors are going, well, this maybe is rare because it says it's rare. That like there's less of a percentage of these that have these this variable. But also, like, will anyone buy this for me? <laughs> like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a risk, right? Yeah. So that's what makes like NFTs like kind of a risk, but also, in my opinion, my strategy is to scoop these things now so that I can sell them during the next bull run where. As the market cap of uh, of all cryptos goes up, which I've been pointing out since the start of Crypto Corner, frankly, since you've known me, I've pointed this out, especially about crypto, how the market caps exponentially rise as the coin gets adopted by more people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what happens during the bear market because the stuff actually gets used even more during the bear market than people even realize. And so the market cap actually slides up even higher than people think. So by the time that the next bull market begins, you actually are dealing with a much higher like much more popular coin than you even knew as far as the daily usage of it goes. Mm-hmm. So I'm making that bet right now. And a lot of my corners are doing that too. We're betting on holding these NFTs, except for one one of them named Riddy. It, it's he's a lost cause. It's fine. <laughs> too many NFTs, more NFTs than crypto, not gonna make it, but it's fine. We love Riddy. You know, Riddy will make it the next bull bull run, maybe at if the he's end. passionate about it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh but okay so but 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 i, I really want to emphasize this right so there's the metaverse coming out right yes there's the, an ethereum project called sand okay sand has a bunch of partnerships okay like snoop dog and like a bunch of like atari and a bunch of different different big companies right okay but the biggest thing about sand which i was telling my little brother kenny about like even months ago when he first put me on sand because he's like the biggest kid i know into nft blockchain stuff mm-hmm. so he's always like checking all that stuff out before i even sniff it because i'm not really that into it but i i admire it in a different sense he was pointing out to me that if you hold sand that is basically the money that you hold in this game but when he showed me that the the game also has a land distribution which is super limited which is even more limited than the than the sand token than the currency of the the um um, the NFT metaverse. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, holy shit, that's where the value is. It's in the land. In the land, we watched, me and Kenny watched go from like, God, a couple hundred bucks each to like, it's now worth like $12,000 each. Just like in real life land. Just like in real life land. But like, and in, in, in just like in real life land, if you own a plot of land next to say Snoop Dogg or next to say Atari, in the game, it's considered more valuable because more people want to develop in more popularized areas. Yeah. Which, you know, I know that's a, it's a mind blow. It's a, it's, a, it's really a mind job for a lot of people. But you have to think about it like this. So all the DeFi elements that exist in our world right now, like like decentralized finance, right? You can stake your tokens on certain places like, say, Terra Luna. You can stake your shit in Anchor Protocol. You get 19.5% fixed and stable coins, which is incredible. It's better than any savings account that exists. Mm-hmm. Using DeFi on, say, Ethereum and using DeFi inside of, um, uh, you know, the, f- the borders of, say, something like land, like sand or and, and then land, where you can only develop on land if you hold it. You're talking about a whole different environment now yeah. of development and of creativity where you know, you have to have the land to develop. So it's like you have to have an easel and you have to have paint and you have to have a fucking canvas. It's like SimCity that you actually paid money for each thing though. Damn right. But it's also like there's a bunch of people who are there who want to see what's going to happen. So it's not like you just did it in a vacuum and you just bought SimCity and you're sitting in your basement and nobody's ever going to see it. It's actually like everybody's waiting to see what you're going to do because you actually bought a piece of land next to like some other big developer. Yeah, it's just crazy because, like in real life, you buy land because everybody needs shelter. Like you all, yes. so then you buy the land to build your house on, and then you need shelter. But now it's like everyone's got shelter, so they're buying fake land to buy to put fake shelter on. It's so weird. I think that's that's a decent analogy, but you have to think about it like this. Yeah, we just moved to Vegas. Yeah, why do we move to Vegas? Not to have shelter from the rain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We moved for different for our own personal well, reasons. More, more comfort, yeah. Exactly, but but it's the same idea in the blockchain, where people are are actually just buying this land because they want to develop something. They have their own idea, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you buying this house, yeah. And like you get to decorate take whatever it. you want with the rooms, and you can decorate it however you want, and that makes it unique to you, and like you like even more valuable than it well, would yeah, be. I somewhere love else. games like that. I know by that. the way, I know that, but I'm, I'm just saying, like I I just think that. Uh, on the blockchain, especially, especially with the crowdedness of the Ethereum blockchain, mm. to buy land, um, and even like there's a place called Terra World um, where you can, it's the same idea, but you get a piece of land and then you can actually like run your business through it, mm-hmm. like digital business through it. Yeah, and then what's next is you're going to have like people get jobs there, the, their employees there, and they, it's just like second Damn life. Right. Damn right. <laughs> it's the next iteration of this stuff, except it's actually more applicable because they have... Uh, Snoop Dogg living un- next to them. Well, no, no. They have the undercurrent of a viable currency, mm. a, a viable decentralized currency. So you mm. can't get in the way of the vision as easily. Mm. Because if like I did this in... There was a game called Microsoft Bob, like in like 19, the 1990s. Mm-hmm. You could make your own house and all this shit, but it has no, uh, it doesn't value apply to anything. Yeah, it doesn't, it has no value to anything other than your own computer. Like Microsoft Bob, your space and yeah. Microsoft Bob. But what if in the world everyone could see yeah. your space and they could all say, could visit. 
I want to visit this place even more. I actually, and what makes it different than Disneyland? Honestly, like I actually think about it for a second. I know that you're thinking like, well, I want to experience Disneyland. It's like so much more. Visceral. uh, Yeah, for me. But think about it like, like if Marvel was to say, hey, we're going to issue a space on Terraland. Do you think that people would rather visit Steve Green's house or Marvel's house on Terraland? And that's the idea behind it, right? It's the same (laughs) idea. You're issuing something that's unique to this environment and that makes people go, I want to go there. And can you sell tickets, quote unquote, or can you make people want to visit there? That gives it even more value. So it's like visiting people's Animal Crossing islands. It is, except that um, everyone can see everyone's islands at the same time. You don't have to like wait to visit them. You can mm. all, you can see it all at the same time and then you can value them by your, with your eyes and ears and like whatever you are looking at. Mm. Super unique, super cool. There's so much more to this too. I mean, when you think about the metaverse too, right? So, um, you know, the way that things are right now in your life, like think about Bill Gates's house. Okay. When Bill Gates goes into, into a room in his house, mm-hmm. the walls change color did you know this no yeah the walls change color what yeah the um and it depends because he has what's called a pal card uh-huh. inside like in his pocket say but it, it it like um uniquely changes the room to fit his own preferences and like music and all, everything else huh. because they have like big lcd screens and all this stuff so like what if you could have that kind of a personnel uh like that kind of person personal touch but on the blockchain and like in your own personal space like on the metaverse and that's the idea to it and there's a almost an infinite amount of cross-chain you know like transactions happening but you don't even know that they're transactions you're just like you know bringing this thing into your space because you like it and it's from a different game or from a different world or from a different blockchain then you know, even somebody visiting even knows. Mm-hmm. So I hate to make it more complicated or sounding than it is, but no, I'm I really just, excited about it. I'm this. only trying to compare it to other things that I know I, I in order to I understand you're, I it. I think you're, you're super helping, actually. But then I started thinking about um, Bill Gates. So he walk, walks past his walls and it changes colors. Why does he care about dimming the sun then? What are you talking about? He wants to dim the sun. We yeah. should dim the sun too. You, you, you you weren't here unpacking at like two thirty in the afternoon <laughs> while the sun was fucking blaring through the window. Hey, I want to dim the tur- sun You could too. turn the heat down. I like the, the level of brightness. If you were a billionaire, you I like the level of brightness. Let me let me ask you this: What if you if every room if every single room that you walked into, yeah, you could hit a dimmer and mm. you could slide it down, and you actually affect the light of that room. And say the room is a fu- as big as a fucking soccer stadium. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you try to do that to the sun as well? No. You're goddamn right That's you selfish. were. selfish. What are you talking about? Because more than one people uses the sun. Dude, what do you even dream about? Let me ask you this. Why <laughs> become a billionaire if you can't even try to dim the sun? <laughs> True. That's a fair point. That's what I'm saying. Okay, you're God right. Bless I'm Bill sorry. Gates. You're right. I'm sorry. Thank you. Fuck everyone else's sun preferences. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, oh, they hey, didn't earn a billion dollars. You guys want to know why the sun's dim today? Because I fucking said so. <laughs> Jesus. That's why. You know why? Because I, I forgot my sunglasses. I don't know where they are. Hey, somebody want to hey, somebody want to walk a pair of sunglasses over to me? Maybe I'll uh, brighten the sun up. Until then, it's dim, bitches. Deal with it. <laughs> Damn. That's what I'm gonna install a clapper. 
That's my goal. 10% of the time, every clap, 10% down. That's sick. It just, and then it goes off. And then goes off. He's sick of it today. And then he's like, oh, wait, how much is it? Is it, he's like, is it 20 seconds before everyone freezes to death? He's like, all right, fuck it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. So anyways, uh, this was the NFT episode. If anybody has questions about this stuff, you can head on over to uh, patreon.com slash sticky. And I have a Sorry, show. Sorry, I was just thinking about how the government's subsidizing solar paneling. And I'm like, and then they're going to dim the sun and then we're not going to have electricity. That's where they fuck us. That's where they fuck you. But Don't get solar panels. Wait, get solar panels. No, because then they're going to dim the sun and fuck you up. Yeah, but get them so that you have reserve energy. Not if they dim the sun. Oh, true. All right, don't get solar panels. I heard it's expensive anyway. Yeah. Figure out that that Tesla, Nikolai Tesla coil thing. Yeah, use the Nikolai Tesla <laughs> coil thing. Yeah, yeah. Get that going. And if you use the uh, the code <laughs> STICKY, you get 30% off the Nikolai Tesla coil thing. I think we're sponsoring us, Nikolai Tesla. Yeah, throughout the, the year of 2022. So, yeah, please check that out. Check Thank that you, out. Nikolai Tesla and the family, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nikki like Tesla. So, All right, we're done with this yeah, show now. So done. thank you for listening. And uh, yeah. um Check out I, I tried to ask questions that I'm curious about with, with NFTs because you know, I feel like a lot of people are totally in the dark. What's your most valuable possession in like in all honesty? My cat. Okay, but like your possess like a possession, not like a living oh, being. I mean I don't I don't my car, I guess. Or like my house. What's like something that's like art or like possessions, or like valuables or like jewelry or like anything? You want me to say my M and M brick? I don't. I want. I don't want you to say anything. I want you to actually no. tell me what you. What is your most prized possession? But I already said my house and car. You said that's not good enough. Okay, so. Um. <laughs> Listen. Okay. So. So. Okay. Let's talk about house. Let's okay. Talk about your house. Yeah. So like you know, there's a problem right now with land management. I've talked about this on Crypto Corner before, or on um. On, on this show before, actually, there's a um, crypto called LTO mm. that's trying to solve the issue, which is land management and like property rights. Because in the United Nations, they actually have a huge clusterfuck of um, who owns what, because as, you know, new governments come in and usurp other governments, the land rights of like the people gets distributed all over the fucking place. And so there's like, not a distributed ledger. There's actually it's actually just a huge mess. Mm-hmm. So LTO Network is trying to create a distributed ledger that provides like an actual um, you can actually, a, an account mm-hmm. of who owns what and where on the blockchain. And, and it's it's you can't disrupt it because it's on the blockchain. You can't fuck with it because it's on the blockchain. Um, and so like it's actually going to be a good source of a record. So like your love of, of say property. Mm-hmm is transmutable to the blockchain for that reason. And it gives the person who has that piece of property an actual stake to it that they didn't have before. Because hmm. say somebody just comes and takes their deed from them or whatever, like quickly, because they don't have like a traditional, you know, first world property. Oh. Like it just changes the game. So I see. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a totally different landscape and it's using NFTs. Landscape. Thank you. And it's using NFTs to yeah. confirm it on the blockchain. So it's beautiful. Huh. So one of the current coins that I'm getting into. Yeah. 
It's called Levana Dragons. I, talk, I spoke about this a little bit earlier, but I didn't really get into it. Yeah. More. I've heard a lot about these dragons. You have. I don't know exactly how, how they work at all, but I know that you got a rare one. I, I got a legendary one. Tight. Not just a rare one. Rare is actually cheaper, but it's fine. So um, what makes this different, right? So Levana is another protocol on Terra, and Levana stands for leverage anything, right? L-E-V-A-N-A, lev anything. I see. Right? And, or any asset, really. I'm sorry. L-E-V-A-N-A, like. I got it. Any asset. Yes. So, um, but what they did was they wanted to raise, do a, um, a fundraiser for the protocol so that they can have a nice little uh, amount in the treasury for people to borrow from or like use in DeFi, right? And so it's not easy to do that in crypto. People don't just want to donate for anything. So what they did was a very unique use case, which I thought was really cool. They had this, um, they called it a meteor shower. Mm-hmm. So you could you could donate to the protocol through the meteor shower and then you get a meteor every um hour for like four days whoa yeah so i did this and like a bunch of corners did it with (coughs) me and kenny my brother did it with me and the point of it was every time that you bought a meteor say it was like you know you put in like a hundred dollars well the the uh the meteor comes in stages it comes in common uh rare ancient and legendary so legendary is the most rare common is the least rare okay if you bought, say, like, if you were, like, one of the top donors in that hour, you get one of the most legendary um, meteors. I see. Yes. But you don't know however much everyone else is donating. Exactly. That's cool. It's really cool. That's really interesting. And it makes it really, like, um, beneficial to paying attention to yeah. it. Yeah. And to trying to beat out other people. Yeah. But um, because the meteors, they have them on screen through an API or, like, so you can see which ones mm-hmm. are out there. You can see which one's glowing, and that's the one that you're currently up for. But the the whole thing gets blown up at the end of it, or at the end of every hour, because all the whales come in and try to just fucking destroy everybody. To I get see the most rare one. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll spend like, and I spent the stupid. I have to say, I spent like a stupid fucking amount for sure, just during the meteor shower. Mm-hmm. I spent an even stupider amount later, mm-hmm. but. Is it still in your 5% range though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Way under, way under. But, but it's still like when it comes to NFTs, mm-hmm. to spend like 10 grand on NFTs, it's like, it's like pretty, nuts, pretty nuts. It's very risky. And I did that. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but I did that with the knowledge that, so with, with the Meteors, right? Yeah. I already had like a bunch of ones that I had, I thought I was going to get dragons for anyway, because I had overbid them and let me just make this really quick quick, quick and clean for everybody. yeah please so like if you have a meteor mm-hmm. you have a chance at getting what's called a dragon's egg and if you have a dragon's egg you have a chance well you have a hundred percent chance of hatching a dragon mm-hmm. and there's four classifications for those dragons there's common there's um there's rare, rare there's ancient, ancient and, and there's, there's legendary. legendary exactly so you could have uh, any of those dragons, but there's 40 something thousand entities that exist, right? For legendaries, there's going to be 400 something that exists, mm. period, forever. I see. 400 
Total. Wow. So that's why I spent like 10 G's on a fucking. There's no more meteor showers coming. Yes. So I spent 10 G's on a legendary uh, meteor Mm -hmm. because I was like, you know what? There's no more of these dragons. This is one of the only entities in all of crypto that only has 400 of them with this much popularity. So I'm going to buy this and I'm going to sell it during the next bull run. That's my plan. Okay. And, and before then, you know, I had the opportunity because it's all in stages to turn it to to burn my NFT, right? Yeah. So I turned it from a uh, <coughs> a legendary asteroid into a legendary egg. But to do that, I had to pay a transaction fee. It was nothing. It was like fucking fifty cents on Luna because Luna's mm-hmm. so beautiful. It's not like Ethereum. It's not like crazy fees. But I did that, and then I I actually mutated my NFT in a way into this egg. Which is now worth a different amount, has different variables and different assets to it. Mm-hmm. And then the next iteration of it, it turns into uh, a baby dragon. And the next iteration to it, it turns into a adult dragon. And then you can actually use it, stake it on the protocol to have access to better DeFi rates, which gives it a unique uh, use case than a lot of entities have right now. So that's why I made the bet that I did. But the fact that you can you know, have an entity, evolve mm. it like this is what makes, and like uniquely, it's like uniquely yours, is why all this stuff is so early, mm. in my opinion. And the fact that you can use this stuff to access DeFi is why crypto is so different than a lot of people think. Yeah. People just think you buy a shit coin and you hold it and you hope that it goes up. But there's so much more going on in the hood. I wish everyone knew. Yeah, I'm wondering if... um it feels like they trained our generation to be attracted to this stuff, like through Pokemon cards and like, yeah. you know, the way that we play video games and like how all the old video games were. It's like, it's almost like you, your mind's been trained to like build and be attracted to this kind of stuff. And they made it very like user friendly, I guess. And it's not a bunch of math. It's like a bunch of, it's like dragon eggs and like cool art and stuff. Yep. I wonder if it's like uh, how back in the day, you know, model trains and like model planes, because that's what they that generation was. She's saying I got played and then I bought something <laughs> that will be covered in dust in my garage like within 10 years. Yeah, maybe you Thanks. should sell the, the next bull run for sure. Cool. I will. For sure, Thank you, you should. You ho- hopefully, me. it's within the next like five years or so. Great. Thank you. Cool. So, uh, cool. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. Thanks for sharing me and making me feel like shit. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's really cool for now. For now, okay. until those crazy Gen Zers come out with their thing. We don't know. <laughs> we don't even know. All right, guys. Well, thanks you for listening to Shit They Don't Tell You, uh, the podcast with Icebreaker and Crypto King. And um, check out our Patreon if you would like to go more in depth on crypto. Steve actually does a two-hour live stream, sometimes longer. It was three last every night. Every week. And goes over everyone's questions, goes over what uh, coins he's interested in or what things in the space he's really into right now. And trust me when I say that that's, this is all he does like all day. Like I've been unpacking boxes and it took me forever of nagging to get him to help me unpack boxes because we just moved into a new house Thank because so all much. he does is crypto. Thank you so much. So if there's anyone you want to talk well, to, it I should be him. I have to say I kind of earned it because like we've had a crazy couple of days. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. Uh, look, I'm very. I, ha- I'm not knocking you. I know. You're I'm not. just saying that, like, look, this is all the guy does. 
So listen to him. I love this shit, guys. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, really, honestly, the best thing about it, I, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. In 2017, when I was in Ethereum, it w- I was very alone. I wasn't with a lot of people. And in a way, and this harkens back to my, you know, middle school basketball days of being bullied and shit, where I felt like I couldn't help my team win and they all wouldn't let me sit with them when we went on away games or home games or anything Mm -hmm. Uh, because they all thought that I sucked and then I took somebody else's spot. Um, This guy who uh, they were all pissed that he didn't make the team, but I made the team because I was taller than him. Uh, Yeah. But I, uh, and I used to have my mom drive me after every single practice, even after every practice I have her, have her drive me to a park and I would just shoot hoops Mm-hmm. because I wanted to be better for my team. It's so sad and you and, still weren't that good. And I still wasn't that good. <laughs> and, and, but but for once in my life, this is very honestly uh, true, it feels good to win with a lot of people because it feels like I get to help my team win uh, uh, for the first time in a long time. And, I, it, and it really does mean the world to me that a lot of people are winning right now. Like we had our first millionaire. I mean, we've had many people hit the hundred, hundreds of thousands zone. Um, and everyone has the same refrain. They all are very glad that they got into crypto and they wish that everyone else even just tried it out and just saw, because even look, we have a lot of people who've been with us for a long time too. Some of the people in general chat, we'll call them. They're not as into crypto, but I promise you, even just checking this shit out, it's just a different thing Mm -hmm. than I think even a lot of people are expecting. Yeah. So nothing but love. Some of them have come over. No, no, they have. Yeah. I, I know a lot of them have. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, there's some people who are just, I don't touch the cryptos. I don't know. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, if you did you even try it at all? Do you know what you're saying no to? That's always what I ask. Totally. I guess I could, I can understand it if you're specialized in one thing. And, you know, like, even Warren Buffett won't, doesn't want to try crypto. Yeah, and he so. can stay wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him so I, said I that. can understand, like, hey, I just don't understand it, you know, but the, but people that, you know, I have a problem with people just shitting on it. Me too. Sort of like when it, what was Without happening in, in 2018, yes. you know, people. Or not, even 2020 during the dip. During sure. The dip. Yeah. Anytime there's a dip and people being like, see, I told you all stupid it's all fake and scam. And they, yeah. it's just, that's their, they're going through an identity crisis. Stay wrecked. Anyway. But the rest of the people, oh man, I'm, I'm can't wait for you to win. I'm so happy for all of you. Yay. I'm happy for you too. I don't know shit about crypto, but I don't need to because this guy, I'm basically like Warren Buffett's wife. <laughs> You're like Charlie Munger. Yeah, no, Charlie Munger knows what he's doing. Charlie Munger, well, Warren Buffett has said that Charlie Munger actually sometimes makes better calls than him. I know, but Charlie Munger just took a shit on crypto. He was just taking a shit on Oh, him. did he? Yeah, he did actually. Oh, I was talking, okay, about I'm Warren Buffett's wife if Warren Buffett was crypto, like with stocks. Never mind. Forget it. I'm not more of a Swiss. She, she's not Never mind, guys. Either. Never mind, guys. I wish I was. <laughs> Wait, you wish you were Charlie Munger taking a shit on crypto? Hold on yeah, a second. Because I have the, the enough money and balls to do yeah, it. Yeah, so just be like, fuck <laughs> it. I don't care. Yeah, fuck your thing. <laughs> That's so funny. Imagine he like he pays the biggest crypto person to like just like serve him my yeah. pass on the beach. And why wouldn't he? Exactly. It's fantastic. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Right. Bye. That was so abrupt. <laughs> <laughs>